Today is January 19th, 2024, and you're listening to Space News First Up. First Up is sponsored by Terran Orbital, the leading manufacturer of satellite products for the aerospace and defense industries. Terran Orbital provides end-to-end satellite solutions to meet the needs of the most demanding military, civil, and commercial customers. Learn more at terranorbital.com. Here are today's top headlines in space. Axiom Space's third private astronaut mission is on its way to the International Space Station after a launch Thursday. Investment in space companies should rebound this year after a recent downturn. Viasat has demonstrated satellite navigation capabilities that could help the United Kingdom replace what it lost during Brexit. Chinese company Landspace has tested a vertical takeoff and landing vehicle as part of efforts to develop a reusable rocket. ScoutSpace, a company developing satellite safety technologies, has a new CEO. First Up is produced by Space News, the industry standard for professional space journalism. Visit spacenews.com for breaking news, policy updates, and original analysis. We begin today with Axiom Space's third private astronaut mission launching Thursday to the International Space Station. A Falcon 9 lifted off from the Kennedy Space Center at 4.49 p.m. Eastern and placed a Crew Dragon spacecraft into orbit. The launch was delayed a day to provide more time to confirm adjustments to parachute straps. The Crew Dragon is scheduled to dock with the ISS on Saturday. The two-week Axe 3 mission is carrying astronauts from Italy, Sweden, and Turkey, commanded by a former NASA astronaut. Axiom plans to fly such missions to the station with NASA's approval twice a year as it works on its first commercial module to be installed on the station in late 2026. Investment in space companies should rebound this year after a recent downturn. A study released this week by Space Capital found that about $17.9 billion was invested in the global space economy in 2023, 25% less than in 2022, and the lowest level in a decade. In a webinar this week by industry organizations Space and Satellite Professionals International, investors said that decline was driven by microeconomic factors like high interest rates, as well as a boom-and-bust cycle of companies going public through SPAS mergers. They expect a turnaround this year given strong government interest in commercial space capabilities. Viasat has demonstrated satellite navigation capabilities that could help the United Kingdom replace what it lost during Brexit. In a test late last year, an airplane used a navigation signal overlay from the Inmarsat 13F5 satellite to improve the accuracy of GPS signals. The company did not disclose performance details, but the test was intended to demonstrate how the overlay signal could improve positioning accuracy to a few centimeters, compared with the few meters provided by standard GPS alone. The UK lost access to a similar service, the European Geostationary Navigation Overlay Service, after leaving the European Union. Chinese company Landspace has tested a vertical takeoff and landing vehicle as part of efforts to develop a reusable rocket. The VTVL-1 demonstrator flew a one-minute test Friday, reaching an altitude of 350 meters before descending for a powered landing. The test is part of the development of the stainless steel Juke-3 rocket Landspace announced in November. The company is aiming for the first flight of Juke-3 in 2025. This test is similar to HOP tests conducted by fellow Beijing-based launch startup iSpace in November and December of last year. ScoutSpace, a company developing satellite safety technologies, has a new CEO. 
The company said Thursday that Philip Hover Smoot, its former chief counsel, will take over as CEO, with co-founder Eric Ingram, the previous CEO, moving to chairman and chief strategy officer. Hover Smoot says his goal is to steer the 20-person startup toward commercialization after years of focusing on technical research and development projects, including several funded by the U.S. Air Force and Space Force. The company's long-term goal is to produce sensing payloads and software that give spacecraft eyes to enable better navigation and avoid threats. In other news, the BBC reports that Astrobotic said its Peregrine Lunar Lander safely re-entered Thursday. The company announced it lost telemetry with the spacecraft at 3.50 p.m. Eastern, about 15 minutes before it re-entered over the South Pacific. The company said late Thursday it was still working with government agencies to confirm the time and location of re-entry. The company expects to provide more details about the end of the mission at a briefing this afternoon. Peregrine suffered a propellant leak hours after launch January 8th that ruled out a landing on the moon. And the company decided over the weekend to re-enter the spacecraft when it swung by Earth rather keep it in orbit. Meanwhile, a Japanese spacecraft, Slim, will attempt a lunar landing at about 10.20 a.m. Eastern this morning. The Washington Post reports that Congress passed another stopgap spending bill to keep the federal government open. The House and Senate passed a continuing resolution, CR Thursday, that funds some government agencies, though March 1st, and others through March 8th. Some agencies, like the Department of Transportation, would have shut down if the CR was not passed by Friday. The CR gives more time for Congress to complete full-year spending bills for fiscal year 2024. KVEO-TV reports that a proposed land swap between the state of Texas and SpaceX near the company's Starship facility is drawing criticism. Under the proposal, the state would hand over 43 acres of Boca Chica State Park adjacent to Starbase in return for SpaceX transferring 477 acres near Laguna Atascosa Wildlife Refuge to the north. The proposal is opposed by one official in Cameron County, which includes Starbase, arguing that the county was working to acquire the Boca Chica property for preservation efforts. A public hearing on the proposed land swap is scheduled for next week. Space.com reports that a large body of water ice may exist below the Martian equator. Studies of a region called the Medusi Fosse Formation by ESA's Mars Express spacecraft show that it likely has ice deposits up to several kilometers thick. That ice is covered by hundreds of meters of dust layers. That ice, scientists note, would be difficult to access by future astronauts given its depth, and likely would be heavily contaminated with dust, 